0: co-op mode i'm mike esby hey
1: i'm chris low
0: i'm Benteed. where's josh we don't know where josh is i don't is know he... now we we do know uh actually josh move? josh is on his way home like, there was a a crash along the way on his way home so uh, he will be just a tad late for the episode but it's no big deal
2: he's not
0: in the crash you know no 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 thank god he's gone. fine he's fine if he was in the crash, he probably still would be doing a review with this, you know, for the show. He's like, "No, I got a review. We're talking about Resistance Three. This is well, my this is, pick. This is pick. Yeah, this is my pick." I'm sorry. Did you,
1: did you say that Josh said that they were recording a sequel to the movie Crash on his way home? Is that what you said?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. How do you feel about that movie, Chrislo?
1: The movie Crash? Yeah. At the time I saw it, I really enjoyed it.
2: I'd just, right? I mean,
1: if I, saw the, if I saw it again, I don't know how I would feel about it. I saw that movie maybe one time. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Well,
1: he's, Why?
0: he's on a sequel to yeah. that. It's okay. And the
1: movie, is a, it's like a play. That's one thing you got to remember about that movie. It's written like it's a play. Well, Anywho.
0: Crash is <laughs> like a play. That's, thank you, Chris Lowe, for reminding us. And this is episode 29, and we are talking about Resistance 3, the PS3 exclusive. Woo! Yay! Well, all the games were... Only strictly towards uh, the PS3, correct? If I remember.
1: I'm sorry. What now?
0: Was Re- the Resistance trilogy was all on the Sony console? Uh, yeah,
1: they were. They were Sony exclusives, third-party Sony exclusives.
0: Wonderful. Now, before uh, we don't have any news to share, so we're just gonna dive right into it, and we'll when Josh comes on, we'll ask him about his the reason why he decided to play this game. But uh, let's hop right into it. I'm going to read us the synopsis, which is courtesy of IGN. It was a really long synopsis, so I kind of like tr- chose the first paragraph of it, so whatever. Set in a brutal alternate 1950s universe, America has been successfully conquered and destroyed by the deadly Chimerian uh, – I, I cannot pronounce that name for some reason. Chimerian race. Chimerian. Chimerian. Thank you, Chris. Chimeran race. Forcing the last remaining human survivors to seek refuge in hiding. Players must take on the role of Joseph Capelli, the last surviving sentinel from a clandestine military program as he comes out of hiding to journey across a land of ruin in a heroic fight for survival against the merciless Chimera. A a genre's adventure developed by Insomniac Games, published by, of course, Sony Computer Entertainment, rated M for Mature Blood gore intense violence strong language and released on september 6th 2011 now i was interested in going to actually playing the whole trilogy but based on word of mouth from josh chris and ben that wasn't recommended so, would you two like to shed some light uh, until Josh comes back a little bit on the first two games? Not too much in depth, but why not even go back and play these games? Because you guys made it evidently clear to me, at least, that it's no time should be wasted playing those other two. So, uh, Ben, I'll let, Ben, I'll let you go first since you actually. Oh, you played all- oh,
2: okay. Yeah. Um, well, first I was gonna be really, a really. Uh, Surprised when you when you're like I'm gonna read the synopsis. I'm like, there's a synopsis, because to be honest, the entire the entire game, like it, what it seems like to me, and this is just this is just game design, just in general, it, you know, in my perspective, as a consumer sitting at home with no pants on playing these games, I, I I sit there and I think, you know, why why do I why am I putting up with a story like this? And, and to be honest, it's not. It's not the this, the entire trilogy of Resistance is not about you know Joseph Capelli in the third act of of Resistance Three fighting to get his life back and his wife and his and his kid and everyone safe on Earth and getting to New York and shutting down the giant pillar of light with all the the whole opening up the Earth and so like it's not about that at all. Like I can't honestly tell you what the what the enemies in uh, in the Resistance Three trilogy, actually, are it's it's hard for me to describe them because I honestly it's it's so it's such a cloudy. Uh, it's a
1: parasitic life form.
2: Yeah, it, it's not it's not an alien life form. It's it comes from the Earth, and they're actually people that have changed mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And and the thing no, is, no, they come I, from
1: outer space.
2: Right? No, well, no, that's not true, is it? I'm yeah, pretty it sure because in the first the and second game. Was. The first and second game, I thought for sure. I think the fact that we're having this conversation right now is is kind of a the fact that it's not absolutely clear where, who exactly I or what
1: the first game for a while. So it's it's foggy, but I, I don't know if they really explained it in the first game because I think in the first game, like the idea is that uh, humanity doesn't really know where they came from, right? But they, it might to, have been oh. part of the Tunguska incident of nineteen oh nine. Yeah, a meteor it... crash on Earth. That's a real historical thing. It's wow. the yeah,
2: Tunguska. That was uh, that was uh, Russia.
1: Yes, Siberia. Yeah, yeah. Siberia. Okay, I think it might have been there. Never. Continue.
2: Anyways. The whole the whole point is it's it's an alternate uh, universe where World War Two never happened. Instead, this Tunguska thing happened, and all these uh, you know uh, virus came and, and changed all these people. But the but the the weird thing is though that none of that matters. <laughs> like we're sitting here talking about we're we're arguing about like the semantics of what the story is about. And to be honest, that shit doesn't matter at all. Like Some these, people really dig what, that stuff, though. And some people really do, and you're absolutely and right. Trilogy. But
1: what what Resistance, like, especially like with like the other the other games, which kind of shed some light on it.
2: I can't speak for you, Chris. I can't speak for S P But like what the Resistance trilogy was to me, was a, a a series of decisions made by game designers to pack as many guns on as possible, and and, and just enjoy the big old shootout and 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 show off uh, PS3 tech. There was no story of value any lessons or any sort of like commentaries to be told with any any of the story in fact i think the fact that we can't actually you know we can we can sit there and say oh you know the locust from gears of war this is for sure what's happened it's pretty damn clear to us what the story of gears of war is even though it gets a little muddy in certain places and it gets a little ridiculous sounding at least with the resistance
1: Oh, you it's could so, certainly play through those games, and by, and by the end of it, not really know where the Locust game.
2: Okay, yeah, I guess you could argue that, but at the same time, okay. I think it's I think it's even I think the waters are even muddier for the Resistance trilogy because I'm sitting here thinking like I I don't even really know what the heck I just played, and for for being such one of the seminal uh, franchises for PS3 for the PS3, I would argue that it's probably not, you know, compared to or it's or it's lesser of. The seminal, uh, uh, like Uncharted and and Kill Zones and Ratchet and Clank and I would stuff like that. Call
1: it seminal.
2: Like, it, don't you think, I think that, that that it's kind of considered like an essential kind of a uh, PlayStation no. brand?
1: Maybe, maybe for people who like are like more of the diehard playstation fans but i i i wouldn't think i don't think so it's not essential to i don't think so either that's, all, I guess that's, that's them, what i'm saying no resistance isn't essential in the way that uncharted is, is is essential to playstation or like the way that like halo is essential to xbox and i would argue that the story in halo is equally as muddy as resistance which sto-
0: Which which aspect? The all of Halo, or are we just talking about? Oh, uh, all or... of the
1: story. Okay, but but uh, but it goes. But I think it goes with what Ben is saying about how like really what it is is just a vehicle to really experience some like cool combat and and weapons.
2: And and to be honest, like the the combat that you have throughout the games range from like uh, last gen kind of murkiness to uh to okay between the first two games, I think, and then in this third one it's almost it's almost to the point where it's actually playable and fun i think um there's this new kind of thing that happens in resistance three that that's that sits aside from all the others is that it's it it's uh it stands aside uh by using um health packs instead mm-hmm. of regenerate in regenerative health or yeah regenerative health and then like all your ranged weapons and stuff like that too. I think I think that's kind of what sets it apart from every other shooter because you look at you look at um every shooter out there they are all muddy and brown and stuff like that. And for the most part that first I'd say third of the game of Resistance 3 is and actually the the first two games are, pre- are pretty much like that. But then you get into more colorful environments and you, once you get to like the prison in New York and and all that stuff. It, it starts to change a little bit. Your your weapons start to get more powerful and varied and stuff like that. But it, it it never seemed to get that way in one and two. Would you agree that maybe one and two were were probably like muddier, like everything that's wrong with shooters kind of deal, where it's like you know where where three kind of has the the non regenerative health. You have these health packs. You know, there's no stick to the walls kind of cover system it's really just you gotta duck behind things um it actually plays a, a awful lot like like past games um but in new and varied ways with like you know you carry twenty weapons at one time and okay. and um uh, and the ability to uh uh what was it um uh yeah it, it actually kind of felt a little bit more uh dramatic and and uh and tension. Uh, more, more there's more tension to the to the idea that you had to find these health packs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. go ahead, Chris. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, I I, I assumed that was directed towards me because we were talking about compared to the past. Oh,
2: game. sorry, sorry, I lost track. Go ahead.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, well, because y- you said that you didn't like one and two, right, man?
2: No, no, I didn't really care for them as much. I mean, they're they're fine, competent games, but I didn't near I didn't enjoy them nearly as much, or think that they're that they should stand out uh mm-hmm. at all
1: like the third one I mean one. I didn't finish one I don't know that if like if I tried again if I might finish it I it's not necessarily that I th- thought at the time it was bad I just kind of was ready to move on I played all of 2 and I actually really disliked a lot of it yeah. but 3 I really enjoyed the comment, and I commented to you guys after just playing a little bit how much I was surprised by how much I liked it mm-hmm. and I agree that I I think what it, I think what is the reason why the combat was working was because, yeah, part of it was mixing what worked in one and two. And I think worked in one and two. And one, I think what worked was one. They give you all of, they let you carry all of the guns, so that it makes each weapon useful, and you can come up with strategies around all of the guns and find ways to use them all in combat. Yeah. Which was borrowed from one, and then the having to use health packs, where two they gave you the regenerative health system, which was kind of too haloish they made sense it made sense in the plot why you had regenerative health. it made sense at, of it and then they took away the weapon wheel and made it so you can only carry two guns, which seemed like a forced way to make you kind of try and scramble for other guns. But I, I, in retrospect, I could, I really couldn't tell you too much why, otherwise, why I wasn't getting into Resistance Two. What I liked about it, though, what I remember is, I remember it definitely doing a good job of trying to change up what's happening a lot, which they, I think, they did in three. I didn't often feel like this level, the level I was in, felt like the last level. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They constantly were introducing new enemies, and then combining and incorporating enemies they had introduced to make bigger arenas, and then just the scenarios were different. I, I mean, the only, I, and I thought it was consistently being be, getting really good, if not getting better, or at least more like just always interesting. And at no point did I, I and I, the the point when I actually thought to myself, okay, this section is not really as fun as the last section, is when you start fighting humans. Because just the human enemies weren't that interesting to fight. I think, just from a standpoint of it being something different to fight for a while, that was alright, but the first encounter you had with humans, I thought was a little
0: I weak. completely forgot about right. that. I actually didn't mind that part. In fact, I actually, <clears throat> I, I actually kind of enjoyed fighting the humans, even though they may not as been as interesting to the with it like as the aliens but i just got you know at the point i got sick of fighting aliens for a little bit and i just kind of like this whole inner workings that not it's not just strictly humans versus aliens that there's like this inner working that you know the strong the, su- the strongest will survive and they have like this i guess you want to call like kind of like a pretty much a camp uh for lack of a better word so i don't know what uh proper word would be for to describe this whole uh uh this whole base of humans who are just who are just pretty much ruthless and will will just take any they're just a bunch of scavengers and they'll just fight to survive and i didn't i enjoyed that aspect just because i actually wanted to get away from the aliens for a little bit Ooh! hey what's up buddy
3: nothing
2: just got home
0: Hey, and you sound oh. and you sound wonderful, by the way. <laughs> well,
2: uh, thank you. <laughs> There's like a spring oh. in his step, some sort of next-gen spring in his step. <laughs> and, and I, can hear, I can hear, it in his voice.
3: <laughs> it's a Sony-powered happiness that only Joy, I mean DualShock Four, can bring.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's cool. Oh, that's funny. But yes, I was in. I actually didn't. I actually dug that part. I will say uh, how they killed off Malakoff, like like your sidekick, that scientist, was rather weak. Spoiler alert, by the way. But I thought that honestly, was, I, didn't, I I think. Then again, the story, like like you guys I found are it
1: surprising because I remember the, the enough of the first two games to know that guy was in the first two. Yeah. And I was kind of wondering, is he going to die this time? And I think it some point in both the first and second game they like there are moments where like he could die so for him to finally die in this game especially after he had been sick one time uh-huh i like i like the moment
2: okay so this, this that works has for been you. quite this has been quite revelatory for me because i had no idea that that doctor was in the first two i completely forgotten
1: <laughs> oh yeah he was a pretty huge deal
2: <laughs> yeah I know. I, yeah I know. I, I remember the doctor. I remember there being a doctor and one that looks like him. But now I just finally made the connection or something. Maybe it, maybe it had been so long since I had played the games like together. Like I I would played like The Last of Us and a couple other games in between all these that and and uh, all of these other games that we had to review. Like that I just didn't make that connection. Is weird.
1: Maybe that maybe that character just wasn't very memorable.
2: Well yeah, and I think that's the I think that's the whole. No, I think that's just the whole issue with with the entire trilogy of games is that I don't think any of it has been very memorable. What is memorable is my own personal experiences shooting with the guns and, and experiencing the set pieces. This third one in particular has like this uh, all the, the all you know the story is not robust, but when when is the story ever you know robust in a, in a in a resistance game? But like probably not. But but my first impressions with this third one is it's got a graphical powerhouse of these effects, and, like, these set pieces, the scope is multiplied to be really huge, and, like, bigger, en- bigger enemy types, di- uh, different bases to kill these things, I, crashing plates.
1: I, sure. <laughs> I even wonder if, like, they learned from, like, the Gears of War games, because, like, I remember having a conversation with Espy about, he thought that somebody, he said that somebody who played Gears, um, like, a coworker or something, he said he thought two had more epic set pieces than 3 did, and I said maybe, but they were kind of smoke and mirrors, where you feel like a lot's going on, but not really, where Gears of War 3 threw in in hordes of enemies at you, and at no point in 2 are you really directly facing a horde of enemies. Same thing between Resistance 2 and 3. There would be times where you feel like a lot is going on, but you're not necessarily involved in it all, where in 3, yes, there's they will throw hordes of enemies at you. Oh, God. I agree with you.
2: Yeah. I th- I think I think you're right. I think um I think in two, resistance two specifically, you're fighting all these like monsters but they're but they're these really um timed events that happen and then like, you know, monsters will move away or or float away or do something right at the right moment. But yeah, no, the the best example I can think of, Chris, is in the very beginning when when uh you're fighting this very huge monster in the middle of a windstorm in in like a city. dusty you know, city. town.
0: Yeah, like a city, some
2: like, a, well, town, city. Yeah, I remember that. I can first... I mean, there are it's timed events. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like that is something that feels and, and is and it, you're actually like in that environment rather than watching it from afar happening. Like you said, it it feels like, in two they would have done it in such a way that you it would have made you feel like you were almost next to the action. Whereas in 3, they actually drop you in the action and you're reacting to it. So, uh, hey, Josh. Yeah. Glad, glad
0: to have you back, man. So, glad
3: uh, to be back.
0: Hey, uh, <laughs> just, uh, some some shed some thoughts on, have you played Resistance 1 and 2?
3: No. I did not play Resistance. Okay. Of those so,
1: uh,
3: well, that's not true. I played a very small bit of 1. Okay. Uh, when the PS3 first came out. And, uh, you know, it was passable at the time. <laughs> nothing, uh, nothing memorable though about it. I would, I would agree with Ben's statement.
0: Now, what made you pick three then? Out of curiosity, if you didn't like the first one, like, right. so what? What? Drew, what drew you to three?
3: Uh, I'd seen coverage of it. I'd seen footage of it and stuff like that. And um, you know, I'd seen reviews for it. Um, people liking it quite a bit. And um, it, it seemed like it was a step in the right direction the series, okay. uh, from what I could tell. Um, it looked like they were going more of the route of, you know, like you said, something more like a Gears of War, or, you know, taking hits from other uh, very popular shooters that were doing it right, and uh, I just wanted to see what it was about.
1: Oh. And
3: um, I completely agree that that's kind of what happened with it. Absolutely. Now, I don't think that in some areas they rise to the heights of what some of these other huge uh, powerhouse first-person shooters do. Like, for instance, uh, you know, the set pieces and some of the, uh, I guess I call them uh, auto, how do I want to say it? You know, those events in Call of Duty where just shit's happening and, like, you are actually doing it but you don't really have any control over it?
0: Autopilot?
3: Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Rails. On Rails. Rails, whatever. (laughs) I mean, Call of Duty does a better job of that than any other game, I think. Up
1: until the most recent Call of Duty, I would argue, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. But... <laughs>
2: but you played Judgment? Everyone's played Judgment? No, 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 no. We have not played Judgment yet.
1: Oh. We were talking about Call... We mentioned Call of Duty, not Gears of War.
2: Oh, 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 okay, sorry. I, for some reason, you said Call of Duty, and I heard you said Call of Duty, but I was thinking... for some reason. <laughs>
1: No, gears
3: is oh, oh, all the roles parts like that, necessarily, right?
0: <laughs> now I agree that the set pieces um never reached uh you know that peak of like awesomeness, except for one, and that was chapter twelve when you're in the coal shafts, and the chapter is titled Satan. And I was thinking when you're with that preacher. And I was just thinking like what like what who what is this Satan thing? What am what am I supposed to face? And I don't think I've ever been that tense uh throughout the whole game. And that's when it looks like that big giant ass spider thing is coming after you with that mandible claw. You know what I'm talking about, guys? Yeah, when he was coming
3: after you it was uh it was kind of intense, but like the final showdown with him was stupid.
0: That's like, was you
3: sprit- know, up, up until dumb. up until, with, up until the Satan
0: yeah, it's called, chapter 12 was titled Satan.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. I'm just double-checking that's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And, like, up until that point, like, when you finally, you know, killed it off, you know, that part was weak. But but before that, leading up to it, that was really tense because <laughs> there was a few times I actually died. and Because you're in such really? tight, yeah, I did. And I don't I, know.
1: I wasn't even sure if you could die other than if, like, you just didn't get into the tunnels quick enough.
0: Oh, I actually had a couple glitches in my playthrough, which was fun.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. There was a couple times I had to restart the game because the game just stopped working on me, and I'm like...
1: Oh, like a script didn't happen? Yeah. I had that one time towards the beginning of the game. It
0: happened to me, and I was like, balls. <laughs> but yeah, I would say it's like... Yeah, uh, I would say like the peak... Uh, like you know, the awesomeness was in chapter twelve, and that was you know in the coal shafts, facing that creature. But any other moment, like the scope was big, and, and you know I felt the scope, and in the gameplay itself was fun. But it, I was just like, okay, you know it's good. You know, like it was it was good, but yeah. no, no, but nothing was like wow. Like Gears of War, I mean like Gears of War three for me was just like holy shit, that was fantastic.
1: That right. was also a multiplayer thing, so that's almost kind of a different feeling. Oh, that's true. It. If it was just campaign to campaign, I would, I would still agree with SB and
3: say that, you know, I mean, Gears of War 3 is in a league of its own. Um, it, you know, the, the production values weren't nearly as high as those other two games, but I think that they had, I mean, number one, you got to think about This is made in 2011. Yeah. Um, the other thing you got to think about is I don't think that Insomniac had nearly the budget that those games did either.
0: No, I I don't think they did either.
3: But I th- and I, you know and I think it shows through. But uh, they sure as hell made a, a, a pretty good attempt at matching those games
0: with what they had. I agree. I agree. I, I agree with that statement.
3: Uh, I would say one of the, one of the best things about this, and it's difficult to even uh, team quantify what this is, but it just felt right. The controls and the, you know it's, it wasn't too weighty. It wasn't too floaty. There's some like you know there were some games that just don't get that right that are more of a you know yes off the beaten path first person shooter they can't even get that core thing right and uh, it was very snappy yeah mm-hmm. it was it was great I really liked it a lot all the weapons felt good they felt like they had uh, the right amount of power behind them they felt like they had some weight to them um, the secondary abilities were interesting right I agree
0: uh, I like I like some of the secondary abilities yeah. for sure.
3: Yeah. I, I, I could pretty much use everything. The uh, I'd say the most interesting gun, um, and maybe you guys have a different one, but I think the most interesting one was that giant blob gun that uh, caused people to you, like you just morph into...
0: Mutate, the mutator?
3: Yeah, the mutator. Just explode. <laughs>
0: that thing was amazing. <laughs>
1: I would agree. I did like that gun a lot, especially after upgrading it. Yeah. Uh, especially
3: the secondary function, because you should, like toss a... Mutating grenade, basically in the middle of a group, and they would all just start vomiting on each other and turning into this giant ball of explosive human flesh.
0: Oh, that oh. was fantastic! And that and that's the game's bread and butter. And I think that's what we established is the combat, and that's something you know. That's why I put it in my notes. It's like I'm typically a narrative. You know, I'm I'm st- I'm a story driven guy for the most part, but this was like one of those very instances where I just. I actually completely neglected the story. I knew it was there, and but it didn't do anything for me. But the gameplay itself, from going set piece to set piece, man, was it fun! That would
1: you say you you want to feel like you're achieving something, and when you're playing a game?
0: Yeah, I do. Would I...
1: that be almost more of a? emotional way to describe what you mean when you say like you're story driven like you want to feel like something's being achieved
0: yeah 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 i want
1: to feel like I'm... maybe yeah
0: i want to feel like there's something's being achieved here and the gameplay in this I, I i was just taken back by by how much how much fun i was having it uh, you know having fun with it and i will say it started it started to get a little bit repetitive near the end of the game which was you know took place in, new, in the snowy new york that's sure when time. that's when i started feeling like okay i'm i'm starting to you know starting to get a little tired of this it's like okay now you're at this next point let's see how many people we can throw at you and see what you can use you know against them and it's kind of like you make your own fun with that and i could see that argument but for me i was just like okay can this stop right now can i move on to the next point? Because yeah. I I would say up and in, up into New York, yeah. the pace was perfect. It was just like these set pieces were fantastic, and I loved it. Yeah, and it was being
1: very deliberate up to that point.
0: Yeah, and but with New York, yeah. New York was just it kind of slowed it down, and that was like the big final. The, the, those were like the big chapters because everything took place. That was your final destination to get to New York, to get to this. Uh, I don't even know what it was, like this beacon or whatever it was to stop the terraform, yeah, stop the terraforming going on. And up until that point, like I said, it was just – it was fantastic, but it was okay throughout that last few chapters. I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I don't know how you felt about that one, the last chapter, that is.
1: Yeah, I, 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 uh, I well, to agree right. to an extent.
0: Okay, what what to extent you would you say, Chris?
1: I would say that I was probably less impressed by what was happening in the back third of the game, specifically when you got to New York, than I was towards the first couple of thirds. Because not not so much because it was a more direct experiences, because they were changing things up so much, and I was like learning and, and it was exciting when you found a new weapon, and that was that added a lot of excitement to things. Where in the back third you have all the weapons, and at that point you're kind of just Doing a little bit more upgrade, maybe, or you've probably done most if you're upgrading. Yeah. Um. Though I, I think what w- w- what I did like about the back third, as I like, I was commenting to you guys about after I had played some of the beginning, I was like, "There's a lot of interesting enemy types," and like when you when you if you go into your journal and you look at the description of the enemies, like they sort of describe like tactically what the enemy is used for. And so, when you put them all together, you get this impression that, like from a military standpoint, there's like a lot of thought into why the, the, why they're what these different chimeran units are and how they would be used in a fight together. So I was hoping in the back third, I would get a taste of that of what these would be like together. Mm-hmm. and I did get that in the end, so I appreciated that, but I would probably agree, but there is probably just a couple too many times where it's just like here's a big space fight a bunch here's a big sandbox fight a bunch of these things yeah get to the next area fight a few more
0: that's that's what it felt like to me hey hey ben how about yourself man
2: uh was that, uh what was the question from before that he was talking about because are you asking me do i did i think that the last half of the game or last third of the game what what, what, what i guess what, what was the question that you were asking was the last was asking, go, ahead, you, go ahead.
1: Did you feel under, not under- underwhelmed? But did you feel like you appreciated the first two thirds of the game a lot more than the back third? Were you starting to feel a little tired in the back third, or just like you feel like the pace wasn't like um, it was? I'm,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that question with with an observation that I found while okay. playing the game. It ended up not becoming a uh, like a quest to like. To determine that, but I ended up starting to play. I ended, once we got once he got to uh, Ravenholm in the uh, the or well, the equivalent of Ravenholm in Resistance Three. Like you you know the, when I say equivalent, I mean
1: I also I don't agree with you on that.
2: Okay, well what we're talking about is <laughs> is um, there's this observation that I've had while playing Resistance Three that there could be some comparisons made to Half Life Two and like the only difference that i noticed while playing the uh there's this moment where you come upon like this this like old town at, at night and you're fighting zombies and stuff like that the only thing differently that you you don't get cars and 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 razor blades to fight them with but practically it feels a lot like Ravenhoven. in fact you you follow a crazy priest throughout the whole you know uh place and so the rest of the game became this like race to see what else that they've um and i and i think ripped off is kind of the, the the a bad word to use maybe more like paid homage to um half-life 2 in particular like uh the old broken down city with the zombies was like ravenholm um uh, there's a lot of scenes on the train uh you know the trains seem to be a, a certain uh there certain, certainly seems to be a motif of that throughout all of the half-life games But you're also trying to fight towards a giant tower in the sky, you know. It's Joseph Capelli, you know, compared to uh, Gordon Freeman and stuff like that in the middle of City Seventeen. This this uh, the only difference is with a lot of these things um, is the way that it's kind of showcased. It seems to be kind of going through the motions of what Half Life did and not really talk about any of the stakes of what was going on and this is going back to my complaint about the story I don't I don't want to spend too much time on that because it's really not about that but you know keep keeping that kind of um, momentum going forward while playing uh, to get to get from set piece to set piece you really find yourself uh, well not you I really found myself kind of wondering were they just building a checklist that they found from other games and just building set piece after set piece to kind of replicate stuff that they liked and what they loved, and, which is totally cool, and that's fine. And, and, if, and if they're going to rip off anybody, rip off Valve, I mean, yeah. you know, we, you know <laughs> yeah. that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could you could do... That's pretty
1: much all these every different game things. like this, though. But, yeah.
2: but you're going... <laughs> but you're going through, like, caves and there's, like, arach- arachnid creatures and stuff like that it's all very reminiscent of of different environments that are found throughout half-life though i think the context in half-life uh, that with well the game's not we're not talking about half-life but but at least there, there seemed to be uh some sort of sense of purpose at least at least to uh to my memory when i played half-life and half-life 2 and all that um there there seemed to be some sort of purpose whereas here I really felt myself like going through the motion. So I'd say almost 90% of the game, I felt myself just trying to get through it, and 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 that that wasn't necessarily a bad thing. I just wasn't I just wasn't looking for a purpose or anything like that. I was looking to get to the next gun, or um you, you know your your weapons can level up and upgrade automatically and stuff like that. So I was always excited to to always switch to my most powerful weapon. Like I n- almost never saved um my best gun or my best ammo uh for something bigger to come along i would always use it right then you know whenever i found yeah. it just get the most powerful gun just use it then because why save because they're just going to hand you Is, more guns isn't that, later
1: isn't that hard to like to not to fight that urge to to preserve re- ammo. In I'll a tell game you, like I'll this. tell
2: you the reason why I think that's hard, Chris, and I, you and I might have the same kind of like it's it's I want to save that gun because I'm like I might use it later or whatever,
1: and yeah, then like i might have not. to fight a cyber demon in a little bit I or could, something. So the,
2: the reason why we feel that way is because that's real life. Like gotta, we're gonna we're gonna want to scrimp and save our like best assets for a rainy day. We're in a video game. Don't do it. And that's my advice uh, to pretty much everybody. Don't do it when you're in a video game.
1: That's deep, yeah. I was gonna say I, played, I was gonna say it's because I played shit like Doom. <laughs> I was gonna yeah, that's too. That's too. Like, and Halo.
3: Competitive Halo, you're always like thinking about which two weapons you you know, cause you know could like, carry two, which ones you you know. It's your desires.
2: to one. You yes. Absolutely. You're going after the sword. You're going after the the, uh, the rocket launcher, or something like that. Here, just use whatever, just use the most powerful thing yeah. you got on you, because they're going to give you more.
1: And the yeah. video game is like, the spirit. And the yeah. game was fairly smart about, like, if you needed a particular weapon, like, if they figured that the best strategy was to use a particular weapon, you were probably going to find ammo for that gun. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they were fairly transparent about it. Like, you're probably going to want to use a shotgun. Here's a bunch of buckshot, you know. Or. There's a shit ton of rockets on this bridge. When am I gonna fight? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna use this rocket launcher. Ah, oh, no, I, I think I'm gonna use this shoddy right here to you know take down a helicopter. No, you're 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 gonna really want to use that rocket launcher. You really do. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You totally do.
2: And yeah, they'll hand they'll hand you they'll give you an overabundance of particular <laughs> yeah, yeah, particular yeah, they... ammo, and it's okay. Like I feel like it, it's fun, and yeah. I was never you know, it, it was just an excuse to, to just start yeah. shooting the heads off of things and stuff, and it was always I fun. Love, and was... I, just,
1: I just love a game, a shooter, you know, and no offense to, like, a Call of Duty, that's, like, that's like a different thing, but I just love a game where, like, I can use every gun, and I feel like there's a purpose for every gun and, like, a way to apply it. Like, even the handgun is useful. Remember, oh, yes, specific. I love that
2: handgun. You imagine? I, I always love switching to it real quick. The handgun, you shoot it and the secondary fire will explode the round. Oh, that's right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's
1: was right. one of the that was one of the I think that gun I had gotten to like the second level uh, sometime in the first half of the game, and that was that's really useful to do, by the way, if you did you, if you enhance the handgun because
2: uh, I definitely the did.
1: longer the longer you let the bullet sit, the bigger the explosion will be when you detonate it.
0: See, I never used
1: it, man. I was Did you guys max out any guns at all?
0: I maxed out. Let's see the bullseye.
1: I did bullseye too. auger. Yeah, uh, I did the auger.
2: And there was one other one that I don't remember.
1: I did the sniper too.
2: Oh, yeah, I think I think I did the sniper as well.
1: eye. A lot of them actually. Uh,
2: Can't
1: remember if I did the shotgun. I think I no, got at I least didn't. the same level of the mutation.
0: The, atom- the atomizer. MD
1: wildfire the
0: atomizer the was it atomizer was atomizer yeah I really like that one too oh you
1: you upgraded that I don't think I ever upgraded that
0: oh man that's it does so much it
1: automatically fun. doesn't it no just, I think yeah, I did a second level of everything the cryo gun definitely worth upgrading
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it does it automatically it does it by just you using it that's yeah. what I love yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. I probably didn't use the atomizer nearly as much. I used the atomizer against the enemy that had the atomizer because you could throw those gr- those black hole grenades at them.
2: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. And then I start th- then I realized later how effective that was and the atomizer would be like something where if I if those little buggers that jump at you were attacking you, I would just kind of oh take my... out the atomizer and just annihilate them with it.
0: God, thing was so, those things are so annoying.
1: You gotta keep, you, you, you have to stay away from them and try and just shoot them at a distance if you can. Oh
0: my god, those things pissed me off. And they, it always seemed like they just came out of nowhere for me. I don't know, like, I was just like, by the way, here's a little small hole. And these two, those two little buggers were just like, jump at me. Like, I'm, I'm just like screaming obscenities. And I'm just like, I'm just like, fuck you, man. Like, and I'm just like, using my melee or something, whatever, at the time being. Cause they just kept
1: What's attacking did you GU guys play on?
0: I think I just did normal for the time being. See, if there's
2: a normal, yeah, I probably played on normal. I, I played on
1: hard.
0: You played on hard?
1: Yeah, I've, I've, I, I've been challenging myself lately for it in a game if I think I'm going to get something out of playing it on hard or I'm going to spoil the game by not playing on hard, I played on hard. Ever since I played The Last of Us and really wished I had played it on hard... And that's oh. a different conversation. I think part of the gameplay systems were trivialized by playing on hard in The Last of Us from me. I feel like I cheated myself out of the part of the game. So from now on, like, I just start on a harder difficulty. If it's too hard, I'll just lower it.
0: Well, we'll have to save that conversation for another time, Chris.
1: Yeah, I think, again, this goes
3: back for me to like the Halo days, where after Halo 1, like I would always play through the campaign on normal, because if it was good enough, I'd want to go back and beat it again. And... Challenge myself more, like progressively.
0: Okay, that's a good, that's a good way of yeah, to think about it too. Yeah, uh, another way to think about it. Is is there any any more you guys want to share on this game or?
1: Sh- did, I, uh, we, did we
0: did we cover everything that you want to talk? Did we talk about everything that you want to talk, talk about?
1: Game. We talked about liking the guns. Yeah. Um, I would say, I was going back. I don't. I didn't really finish what I was saying about why I didn't like fighting humans. Okay. I just didn't. Sorry. AI was very strong compared to the other enemies. Um, it got better after the train area. I liked fighting like, like them hand to hand with a sledgehammer, and that pit. <laughs> yeah, that was for a minute. But that train encounter I disliked because as they were boarding the train, there were a couple times where they'd land, and I was like within like a couple feet of them, and they started sneaking and were walking the opposite direction from me. When they should have clearly seen the fact that I was standing right next to them, <laughs> yeah. and that
2: happened. Oh yeah, I
0: remember that. Yeah, sequenced. yeah, that sequence. That was funny. It just—it was
1: just—it like... was, just was supposed to be a cool moment, and like when things like that happen, it breaks. You feel like you feel like it's kind of broken a little bit, but that was an overall somewhat fun area. But I just I liked the idea. I liked that they touched upon like one. There are different factions of humans. Not everybody's involved in this effort. Well, one, almost nobody's involved in this effort to try and end the alien uh, scourge because yeah. most people are just trying to survive. But I like the idea that, like, hey, you you would probably encounter bandits. And the one, one of the few times when the journals were interesting was the journals about the head dude in that prison, about how it's almost like he's doing kind of like a tough love thing mm-hmm. and just trying to rally these dudes yeah to survive it's very kind of it's like this he's he's kind of tyrannical but like he feels justified and that's just interesting
0: it is interesting and it doesn't it doesn't really and just like with most of the game it doesn't really capitalize on any of the narrative aspects It just kind of happens
1: and that's it's world building i, know. I, I know stuff like that I i just i like yeah I, I like the idea in a game that you feel like one other things are going on, other people are living their lives, and
0: yeah.
1: mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be in a cutscene. It can just be in the world.
0: Yeah, and you know the cutscene at the end, they you know you know after the end of the game, it's it's like they wasted no time. It's like he gets you know that I that they made me laugh so hard because it's like Insomniac was like, okay, we need to end this game right now, so. So the hero lives, he gets back to his family, they hug, and, like,
1: it is, literally... It is ludicrous that he could defeat them like that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> An entire war effort to fight the Chimera. Yeah. Like, entire country's military is destroyed, and then one dude can just jump on one of these terraformers and tear it down. And win the whole thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey and bother me. I'm just thinking to myself, this this is this doesn't make sense. Like I'm having fun <laughs> fighting enemies, but I'm like this I'm like, it's time they gave up. They just gave up.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can't do <laughs> you it. They gave up to make
1: sense of this. Yeah. Yeah, I was just It was like, very abrupt. Yeah,
0: it was. Very- it was one of those things was like Really? Like,
1: I mean, fuck. The first game, like, the war is like <laughs> in Europe. It starts with Russia. Russia's destroyed. It pushes its way throughout Europe, and so from England, like, where, where World War Two, you're kind of le- kind of leading with like the British and everybody else, and Americans to lead this war effort, and then it, they get fucked up, and then it comes over to the United States, and I'm like, come on, like. There were super soldiers and resistance too, like a team of super soldiers that couldn't beat this thing, but one <laughs> normal human could just <laughs> with another dude with one other dude. <laughs> yep. I would have almost bought it more had he died, but then it's just the fact that not only did he do that, but he was able to walk away
0: unscathed. <laughs> He's like, "Hi, family! I saved the day. Let's end the game," and that was it. <laughs> Like it's really, folks, folks that are listening. Yeah, it's, it's it was you guys abrupt.
1: Yourself at any point, like, boy, I hope we get to see what's on the other end of the wormhole, or or at that point where you're just thinking, I I don't I'm not really thinking about things like that. I don't really care. Because some people, I was listening to some people complain about the fact that you never got to see what was on the other end of the wormhole. Why? I don't know. They guess they thought that maybe at some point it would be interesting if you actually get to see the Chimera and Homeworld.
2: Well, the, the, that's the thing that I was talking about earlier with the story: is they introduce this tower and this wormhole going into the sky, but they never they never show consequence. They never show what happens. We, why do I need to stop this? Why do I need to do this? They don't show anything. They just show this wormhole and say that it's bad and that you have to put a stop to it. I gotta do it because my family's gonna die. Kill the family then. <laughs> this is what this, this is what, No, but seriously, this I is what's going to happen.
1: In I they said it, in scene. This is what's going to happen
2: if they don't stop the chimera this is what's going to happen when i mean it's just it's just not a very well-written story and i know they had to make decisions in order to make you know the developers have to make decisions you know and and it all comes down to whether or not they put the stuff in the game and i realize there are people behind this and people behind writing the story but really like you need to you know if you want to have any sort of lasting appeal or emotion in any of this you need to raise the stakes. You need to make it – you need to have consequence and you need to make sure that I – you know, if, if I'm playing this game for a memorable scene or, or a memorable uh, – oh, remember the Chimera? Remember how ferocious they were? They were more ferocious than the, the freaking Locust from the Gears of War. Game. You know, we make all these comparisons, but to be honest, I really didn't find any of them really a threat. It was just a shooting gallery.
1: Yeah. Yeah uh the it was harder on hard but yeah i i mean i agree that they didn't create a lot of urgency
3: yeah that was another thing i was going to mention too is that the the enemy variety uh was a bit lacking
2: i'll tell you where the where the tension was and i'll tell you that in my final thoughts okay the tension between you and the controller right ben no, <laughs> just the tension of my pants. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, actually, no. I'll get into it now. I'll get into. I'll get into my ten, the tension stuff. The tension was.
1: I think not, we're wrapping up, anyways. Might as well, yeah. Let's, let's wrap it we're, up. kind of lower.
2: Yeah. All right, yeah. Do you want me to go ahead and start with with final thoughts then? Go
0: ahead, dude. Go for it. Sure. Okay. The
2: um the tension that I that I felt throughout the story because you certainly didn't feel it. You certainly didn't feel it from from. The written story of what was going on, the tension that I felt was f- strictly from non regenerative health. It's me fighting these these crazy creepy alien non alien whatever they are warriors uh versus myself with an arsenal of weapons at my disposal, but those don't mean anything unless you can't get to that little green glowing uh yeah. jelly bean of health, yeah you know that you need yeah. to find. Every single time that 's where the real tension was i thought I thought actually having non regenerative health was a big help this time that 's kind of one of the saving graces of the game actually there 's too many times where we've where we 've had so uh' there 's too many games out there really shooter wise that rely on this regenerative health and i and i think It build the context for it. In Halo, it makes sense because you know it's it's Spartan armor. It'll automatically recharge. Blah blah blah. You know they they kind of build a kind of myth around it, a world building like Chris was talking about.
1: Uh, And here, also, if I'm not mistaken, they invented it. So like they were the original people to incorporate that and make it make sense.
2: Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I think I think you're right. So here, going back to that same trope, I or the and it is a I mean I would call it a trope of having. Health packs i or med kits or whatever you call them I think that's a great idea. I think that's something that needs that some people sometimes need to go back to at some point because it does create a little bit of a tension when you're stuck behind a wall and you're not stuck behind a wall you're not cover you know you can't shoot cover fire blind fire behind you know out the out the side in this one, the cover as well, another tension there's no sticking to a wall and blind firing or being able to hit enemies from behind a wall. You have to duck or you have to stand behind something in order to do it. There's no cover system in this. I mean, you can take cover, but you, but there is no cover system. So yeah, the auger was perfect. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. one, one really awesome thing that not having regenerative health does for the gameplay <laughs> is to force you to move. You can't stay in one spot. Because sure. at some point, you would have to leave cover to find health. Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, you can't just stay there all day and just blast, blast, blast. When then, oh, oh, my screen's getting red. I better step behind. Okay. Oh, it's, it's gone. Okay, let's start. You know, exactly. Um, Moving on with the final thought, though. Um, did anyone else, before I do that, did, did no one else try the multiplayer? No. Or is it worth no,
0: no. I
3: didn't Is it even worth
2: talking about it at this point?
3: I think it is. Was there any kind of a community to actually interact with? Uh,
2: try, i don't i i I didn't even try it no because oh. I, I thought because of two thousand eleven i figured I figured people were just would wouldn't be on and I didn't even give I, a try.
1: I doubt there would be a huge community of people still playing that game.
3: It's unlikely, especially given the uh p s n games that are actually played online still yeah,
2: <laughs> interesting all right well, I thought I'd bring it up just because it well it was technically part of the game. Yeah. Um. Oh. Did, also, I before I get final point, why, we're just
1: reviewing the campaign. <laughs>
2: um, did you uh did you talk about why it was your pick? By the way. Yes, I did. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You did. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going down my list or whatever. No. Okay. So, fi- yeah, final thoughts about Resistance. Like once again, I think, I think this game is worth playing if you have a PS3. Um, I would. It's not my first choice. I wouldn't say, oh, get this over uh the uncharted you know series or or really any, any of the other ones but i still think it's worth a look and and three specifically if you want to take the time and you're a completionist like i am and play the first two go for it you're not missing much though um because they end up killing the main character spoiler alert of 1 and 2 in you know at the end of 2 and then you end up picking up with the guy who killed the uh, the main character in two, in three, he plays Joseph Capelli. He shot the main character of one and two. So, I mean, you're gonna you are not going to miss much. Somewhat more interesting character. Somewhat, but yeah, I mean, he's this one's Joseph got a family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Capelli's that's... got a you know a family. To, you know, but again, done nothing with them other than he just misses them. So, Probably. don't go don't go into Resistance Three thinking that you are going to get this like. It's a shooter, so it's it's not going to have you know not very many shooters that I've played have this robust uh, storyline. Don't don't go in thinking that you're going to get one. Just know that you're going to get. Um, remember what I talked about with with the health packs and and the cover system and just the arsenal of guns that you can try out on multiple different kinds of enemies, both big and massive. It's 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 one of those that I think if you're a PS3 owner, at least give Resistance Three a look whether you borrow it from somebody or, or rent it or, or buy it used or something like that, uh, check it out because I, I, I definitely think there's something here. And and uh, and and I think we talked about all the good points, and I don't want to spend too much on the bad. So, um, yeah, definitely definitely go out and, and, and bust it open and give it a try. And what's your score, sir? Oh, the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me think. Uh, I'm going to give it 7.5. Okay. Chris Lowe. Add of 10. Out of ten. I a thought you were going to do Adam
1: Sessler. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Adam Sessler,
2: a seven point five out of ten.
1: There you go. Now
2: I want to talk about our sponsor, Netflix. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next, me? Yes, sir. Okay. Thank um, you. I agree with quite a bit of what Ben was saying there. I I do think that when you're talking about like shooters like this, where there's a lot borrowed or inspired from other games, like there's always like a thin line between like inspira- like inspired by and derivative. I don't think that like the, that level specifically, that one that reminds you of Ravenholm, which I don't know if I would have thought of that had you not said that. Which I I uh, did think of it after that. I don't think it was derivative because I is don't. What I
2: thought. You can't oh. tell me what I was thinking. I know. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm just saying, I don't agree that I think it was derivative. I'm not going to go into why, but I could go into a bunch of reasons why I think it was way different. But anywho, and also that, you know, on a basic level, it's a haunted house, and Valve did not invent the haunted house. (laughs) Or the man trying to get to a tower. Or trying to get to a tower. A, you know, a... uh, a quote, some sort of a tower, you know, not not invented by Valve. So, anywho, <laughs> I um, I think.
2: I feel like we're having a non-fight like, here. <laughs> <laughs> like, one-sided fight. That's not what I, I said at all.
1: Exclusive shooter on uh, Sony's machine was Killzone, which started on PS2, and I had I had played two and three. And enjoyed those campaigns in the multiplayer. But I really did not enjoy Resistance 1 and 2. And it's interesting because now that I've played 3, I think it is the best exclusive shooter campaign on the PS3. And that's not as good of bar as, like, exclusive shooter on, like, Xbox. Which I guess they're probably... No, there's two exclusive shooters. So the two exclusive shooters on Xbox I think are better than the exclusive shooters on PS3. But that's still there's still good shooters on PS3 exclusively kill zones games were worth playing resistance three is more than worth playing the campaign was I don't know what else I would say I really really just did dig it and the general reason why I liked it quite a deal but just didn't like one and two were for the reasons why I think Josh said that he chose it which had he not chosen it, I probably would have never played it in that he'd heard and I agree that it just managed to get enough right from one and two and borrow or be inspired by other games to get this right. And I think it's really telling, because Insomniac's first shooter, aside from if you consider the Ratchet & Clank game shooters, the first first-person shooter they ever made was Resistance. So I think it just took them a couple tries to get the magic down, where if you take like Bungie, Halo was not there for a shooter. They had some experience, and also Halo, I think, was not only is a combination of some genius, I think there was some luck that happened there but i take, i think it just took 3 tries and it's unfortunate there probably won't be another resistance game cuz at this point i would like to see another one because i think they finally got the gameplay formula down so i'd like them i would really like to see another go at it but uh five i'd say 8.5 out of 10 i think it was great not quite amazing but absolutely great shooter experience
0: mr ackerman how about you sir
1: uh
2: <laughs>
3: Uh, you know, I, I would have to agree with the stuff that Ben and Chris said, as boring as that is, but um, uh, I think it was an exciting and challenging game um, in all the right ways. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, I think that they got the mechanics right of a shooter, the way that it needs to be, and that is an important thing, um, especially, you know, in the that this came out, and given the shitty, shitty DualShock 3, um, because that is just not a good controller to play a first-person shooter on in the first place. So having shitty floaty or heavy mechanics, and just not good shooting mechanics, would have just made this uh, a nightmare to play. But thankfully, they did a good job there. You know, I, th- I think the strongest points of this game are the weapon variety, just the fun weapons, uh, the pacing. And uh, I think that they did well with the production values that they had. You know, I think that uh, there's enough variation in scale and uh you know they 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 set the mood enough you know the story sucks but the the mood that they're setting and uh you know you get enough of an uh an atmosphere of what's going on that uh it does make it a little bit unique i think um so i agree you know and it is you know like like ben was mentioning tropes earlier it's filled with tropes right i mean we've all seen the train mission where you're trying to fend off guys who are jumping on your vehicle or whatever vehicle you're on or you know um i can't even remember some of the other ones that you did but you know take this from one end of the level to the other and stuff like that you know but the the action and uh the weapons and everything were fun enough to use that you just kind of ignored it and kept going right so (laughs) um unfortunately that's you know even the best shooters fall prey to that um Halo 4, even. There was a lot of button switching in that, if you guys remember correctly. Oh. <laughs> like, I mean, what the fuck, dude? It's Halo 4. Like, you are the god of first-person cheaters and when I'm pressing buttons, I pressed so many buttons in that game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it make, what's funny about that is it makes you realize that the previous games were the same. It's just the Halo 4 was the most transparent.
3: Yeah. Everything else was so nailed. You know, the presentation of it was so fucking good. But, you know, I guess where I was going with that is, you know, you hope that with this next generation of consoles, which I'm getting on Friday, uh, <laughs> that, you know, they start to push things like that in these genres that we all know and love and and try and find new interesting ways of, uh, you know, finding things to do within the game mechanics that they've created. I would give this game an
0: 8.5 as well. Uh as wow, I'm a I'm gonna have to be redundant here, and or I just won't be redundant, but I'll I'll just I agree with uh, most of what everybody has said. Pretty much, it's as like it's like Josh said, it's boring as it sounds. I uh, I pretty much agree. Uh, however, I was I would say that I'm more along the line with Ben, and when I say that, my score is also a 7.5 as well. I the game doesn't leave me a lasting impression on me. It's it, I just felt like I just went through from stage to stage to stage. Okay. And you know, that's not a bad thing. I'm not going to, I'm not, not saying it's a terrible thing by any means, but as in terms It existed of, at the moment. Thank you. Sure. Thank you very much. It, it, it
1: existed at the moment and it was great. No, it's perfectly valid view view and and I totally agree with you.
0: It, yeah, it like what Chris said existed at the moment, it was fun for the time being. But if I ever like to ever go back and think about it, it's like eh, it's not truly memorable. But I will say, yeah, you know what? Go ahead and play this game because going from set piece to set piece, playing with the the variety of weapons, which are hella fun, go for it because it is a fun game. No story, story sucks. Yes, I agree, but. The pacing of the set pieces are pretty great in my opinion, but it does not leave a lasting impression. So 7.5 for me. It's a solid good game.
2: It's not going to be that first one – like when you think of PlayStation 3 works, it's not going to be the first one that comes to mind. But at the same time, if you you find – Somebody brings it up if someone brings it up or if, or if you're flipping through your old games or something like that, or if you're in like a, a used game store or something like that and you happen to see it and you're like, Oh yeah, oh, there's resistance three. Like, you know, you should, you should put it in give it a try. I, I definitely think, you know, you know, we've, we've all have been going on and on about it, but yeah, I think that's the kind of game it's been. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's one of those that <laughs> is, yeah. is ultimately forgettable, but, but you're right.
1: That's funny. I, <laughs> I, I think if we listen back on this one this might be another one where I I feel like you'll listen to us and think that we're being really negative and get to the end and be surprised that we gave it very favorable <laughs> scores. Well, I,
3: the thing is
1: like I
3: I guess we're we're it's almost like we have to assume that the audience has played other shooters, right? Because yeah. all well, I'm the assuming good they elements played of with this us are, are just sort of like you know this ingredient basket of other great first-person shooters, and they they throw just enough of their own spin on it to make it unique and to make it you know okay yeah you know that's it's a little bit of a different shooter go give it a shot, um, but you know all of it's been done before and been done better. I think that's why it's not as memorable.
1: I just you want think? to expand and elaborate on two things that were mentioned and summing up something you mentioned, Josh, and something that mm-hmm. you mentioned, SB yep. that I don't think I think it would be remiss if we didn't mention a little bit more and josh you mentioned the atmosphere in the game and we didn't bring it up one other time but i don't I, I the atmosphere was fantastic in the game while the story may not have been great i did constantly feel like okay yeah america's fucking blown up and like people are in a desperate struggle and there's yeah. a huge distinction about what's happening in this game and they talk about it in a game where previous games was an epic military campaign to fight the chimera in a war this is not a war this is people surviving in pockets and i always felt that way especially when you were with other dudes you did feel like they're surviving and i think that prison section as much as i didn't necessarily like fighting humans i do think it was a completely valid section to add to that like okay people were surviving but some people were doing it in different possibly immoral ways Mm, you know I agree with that. Also, but you mentioned like how you felt about it, how, how you experienced it in the moment, but it didn't necessarily give a lasting impression. And I, I get to the game's credit, I gotta say it's just, it is really hard to achieve that in any game. To just really make yes. you leave the game and then go back and really think about it quite a bit. Like... Mm-hmm. I play the Call of Duty campaigns, I enjoy them, but I think, honestly, only two of them, no, three of them, have really made me think back, like, and, like, stay with me, and that would be yeah. Modern Warfare,
3: I was just gonna Blobs, bring those stuff, and Blobs yeah. too. I, You know, like, I, I, those are yeah. so fucking non-stop, like, every section is just blow-your-nuts-off awesome, in many ways, like, <laughs> like it, you can't even pick out a section, like, I could play through an entire campaign get done with it, credits rolling and only remember like a few of the things that just happened in that not camp necessarily camp. recall what happened yeah it was like it was just like being in don't that
2: event, it
0: it's just like
2: i don't know what happened so fast i'm sweating <laughs> and i'm crying i'm not sure
1: you cry you know and even like halo is like one of the i would i mean i would say that halo is towards the very top of first person shooters for me and i would say halo 4's campaign is that way for me, and that it doesn't really stay with me compared to previous Halo campaigns. Yeah, I would agree. Like a lot of Halo th- Reach, I will like there. I feel like that game has classic missions like Long Night of Solace and yeah. Winter Contingency, where Halo Four. Like I, one, I can't even tell you the name of missions, and I why I can think about it. If I think about it here, think about, it, I'll remember them, but I can't really tell you that anything was super stand out for me. But for it was all really one.
2: for which one. Halo 4. For, for Halo, 4. Halo 4. Really? I can yeah. I can remember, like... I can remember characters, but I guess that's because I've known them from, from other games. Yeah, see,
1: but that's what Halo 4 did better than the previous games, which is get character stuff really good.
2: Yeah.
1: And production value you know, magi- cut- Talked and was more interesting than he had ever been, and then they had actually... You got more of the relationship between Chief and Cortana. So that's the part that was really good. But the actual missions themselves, you didn't feel like this sense of like, this is a classic Halo mission. Like every Halo game has classic missions. I could tell you the classic mission from each game Halo yep. 1 is um, right, the you're land actually
2: gonna do them. on the beach.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Halo beast. 2 would be um, New Mombasa, and Halo 3 would be um, Savo Highway. Even Odst has standout moments for me. Yeah. Not compared to one through three, but in Reach, 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 reach is like definitely that was the, the one game stand out for me.
2: That Reach was uh, Reach was the one. My favorite one is the one where you're flying from uh, from rooftop to rooftop in New Mombasa. And I feel uh, like
1: that was the mission hmm. for me.
2: Really? Were you going from like like skyscraper to skyscraper <laughs> in those helicopter things? That's freaking yeah. awesome. Okay. You're a triple <laughs> balls man.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Well, you guys can fight over which Halo mission was better than the other, or which is more, more memorable, another time and another day. So, uh, well, thank you for the discussion for Resistance Three. Uh, it was, uh, I was a pretty, it was a pretty good uh, conversation, I, I would say. And then we got what we
1: is happening next time, be.
0: Well, next time is. Was actually, it was actually going to be a little project that Ben and I were just going to do. But then Josh g- gained some I
3: interest. Josh, gained,
0: yeah, Josh jumped in. And then Chris Lowe jumped in.
3: Holy cow.
0: And not only that, it's not even a guest choice. It's not even a listener's it's choice. It's
2: called a group pick now. <laughs> it's,
0: now it's going to pretty much a group pick with a guest now uh, because our – with this next game, it's gonna be Dust and Elysian Tail, and one of the things that really kind of drew me to this game was that my friend Malcolm, um, one of my one of my dearest friends, uh, who I went to college with, he was telling me about this game, and I'll just leave it at this that it was animated animated by one person. And I'm thinking, holy shit! Like, what? One video, This one game was animated by one person. That's what he. That's what he told me, and.
1: I that guess can, that would have to happen for a game like that for everything to feel unified and to well, get that kind of art style.
0: Yeah, so that really drew my interest, and Ben and I were just going to play it, but like I said, Josh, Chris joined, you know, wanted to play this game, and then Malcolm will be joining us too for that conversation. So it'll be episode 30, Dust and Elysian Tale. So if you oh, I, he-
1: I heard Metrovania mentioned in relation to this game, and I, and I said you had me at Metroidvania
0: oh um,
1: yeah it is it is
0: it has a it has a metro yeah. it has definitely has a metroid vibe to it for sure i'm
2: excited to hear you guys what you two think too
0: um yeah and this is totally a game of malcolm's alley if anybody knows his art style or his uh and you know his interest in animation you can definitely you'll definitely find out that he's kind of a big dom bluth fan so uh kind of didn't know Just, that about him kind of this bit. one
2: is also, I think, by the time you hear this, it'll it will still be on sale on GOG, on good GOG dot com, Good Old Games. Yes. Um, I think it's is like. Is it? I, yeah, I think it's like seven something on PC.
0: Seven, yeah. seven, 749. Unicorns. And it's also, oh, and it's also on Xbox three sixty two. So, uh, also before we close, I would like to take a moment to thank. Uh Joe Woody from Oops All Movies. Uh we never I never have officially made this announcement on a pot and not on an episode, but they uh, he has been kind enough to let us put our episodes on his server so to keep continuing doing this. So we wanna send a thank wanna send a shout out to him and say thank you. And also if you like movie podcasts, uh Oops All Movies is a weekly podcast that yeah, it's some yeah, oops, all
2: movies.
0: oops, all movies. The weekly podcast, and it's ran by our friends Joe, Steve, and Neil. And uh, if you like movies, you know, take a listen to them. Also, uh, I think was that is. I think that would be was, it.
1: Was that was that other thing still happening involving oops all movies, which I don't know if I should mention. So you might have to edit out what I say. I'll say it in Pig Latin. Kickstarter K.
0: Oh, the IndieGoGo. They are successful. They actually they were they have raised their funds to get a Mac mini. They have raised the goal of $600 and they will be uh, getting a Mac mini soon enough. Very so nice. very so congrats to them. I'll give them I'll give them I'll clap for them cuz I love them very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Josh, uh, you i, I would
3: say uh on our next episode um i haven't talked to you guys about this yet but i i figure we will probably do just a mini segment on playstation 4 since i will be getting one and i have damn near every launch game so i can just get my impressions of those and of the system itself
0: oh sweet that'd be that'd, that'd be pretty cool um, I, we were there only to we were live there. stream and watch you
3: oh yes well, you, like you know, I can Twitch live stream it right from
1: my PlayStation 4 now.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Oh, oh my God. It's almost like I set you up for that.
0: <laughs> it is. It
1: almost is. Oh, oh shit. Okay. I, I didn't. I actually forgot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, all right, gents. Thank you for taking the time to t- discuss about Resistance 3. And to our folks who are listening, thank you for tuning in. We will be back with episode 30 Dust and Elysian Tale. Take care now. Bye bye then.
2: Bye. <laughs>